Anal sex, anal play, in fact, anything to do with the bum guarantees a divided room. So many people are dead against anything to do with your behind sex-wise. And whilst there are plenty that see nothing wrong with it. Personally, I'm of the mindset that whatever consenting adults want to do, provided it's legal, is entirely their business and I am in no position to judge. This week, I'm going to talk about anal penetration and anal play. Not to gross anyone out if you're squeamish, but more to educate and enlighten. As per usual, you may be treated to the odd swear here and there, so listener discretion is necessary. I don't think anybody would argue with the fact that anal sex is much more common than it was, say, five or so years ago. But it's still seen as taboo, you know, the forbidden sex. It's often seen as wrong by many, whether that's for moral reasons, religious reasonings or or both. Many associate anal sex and or anal play with gay men. Sadly, they use this as a dated kind of justification for why they personally think it's wrong. I actually feel for people that think like this because... (laughs) They're fast becoming the minority. How we are raised can have a huge impact on how we view sex. And when it comes to anal, yeah, I'd say there's a lot of subconscious influence in there. I think I've spoken on a previous episode about the connections between being taught that our bums are dirty because we expel waste from them and whatnot. And how when we were younger, being called anything that related to the bum, like an asshole, a bum hole or shit face or whatever, that was like a means of shame. There was a lot of shame in that. So we kind of grew up, and I say we, I'm talking inclusively, we kind of grew up with this idea that anything to do with or anything associated with the behind, with the buttocks, with the arse, with the bum, was dirty. So our whole thing around anal sex is already skewered before we even get to an age where we're even considering it or have had the idea kind of presented to us. Do you know what I mean? The idea that your ass is dirty is already kind of ingrained in our minds. So it's almost like, well, what hope do we have? Like we would literally be shamed if we so much as touched our bums. Even if you like, I don't know, had to pull your pants out of your ass. Like, let's be real. Everyone's had a wedgie. (laughs) Everybody's had a wedgie. But like, if you got caught like adjusting your shit, you would get shamed. The only thing we were kind of allowed to do with our bums, like what was seen as acceptable was shit through them. And if you had to touch them, it was purely just to wipe the shit away from your ass. Like, literally. Even then, (laughs) I've heard some really suspect stories. Like, people's ideologies around wiping your bum. But you know what? I'm not even going to go there. So, yeah. The anal area has always been seen as a bit of a taboo area. And those ideologies can, well, they often carry through to sex. Ironically, being raised, taught, sort of educated in this way can have the opposite effect for a lot of people. Some people are drawn to the idea of anal play purely because it's taboo. It's the whole, it's prohibited and yeah, I'm going to get off on that shit kind of thing. The idea of going against what is deemed as right, that can be a huge turn on in itself for a lot of people. For some, exploring the B region can be purely for exploration reasons. You know, going in through the back door could open up new realms of pleasure. And I guess for many, it's actually liberating because they're in charge of their pleasure despite what others may think. It's a really interesting thing that happens in the mind when it comes to sex and what's seen as right, what's seen as wrong, why people want to do things that are seen as wrong versus what is seen as right. Yeah. In fact, I want to talk a little bit about anal play from a from a pleasure perspective. Okay, so first of all, there are a few basic rules that I believe everybody must be clear on when it comes to playing around the back. First of all, before you start 
relax. Oh, and let me just add, these are not tips. <laughs> these are not like, okay, this is what I do. Everybody follow me. This is just general information. Okay. Because I know some of the listeners are very much like, oh my God, she's talking about that. This is what she does. This is how she does it. No, just take it for what it is. Sorry if that sounded really arsy, but I just think when we're talking about sex, we should be able to converse without it being about what I do, what you do, what he does, what they do, unless it's in the general sense. Obviously I'm gonna refer to like what people do and as a general thing, but I'm not calling any specific person out here. If the shoe fits, fine, wear it, it's fine. But it's not about anyone in particular. I just wanted to say that. Okay, so what was I saying? So yeah, anal sex and pleasure. Uh, before you before you kind of get into anything, you need to make sure that you're really relaxed. A good thing to do would probably be, aside from the fact that it helps, keep you clean, take a long soak in the bath. That will completely relax you. We all know a nice bath. To be honest with you, I don't have baths nearly long enough. I'm someone that I just generally have a shower because it's easier. You know, you can be in there for ages and you know, you're just whatever. Also, when it comes to baths, the idea of sort of soaking in your own dirt is not massively appealing, but at the same time, to me, but at the same time, being in a bath, there's something about just chilling, relaxing, soaking. It just completely relaxes your body. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. And actually when I do have a bath, I have a shower afterwards, but that's because again, I'm really anal, <laughs> excuse pun, uh, when it comes to, you know, sitting, wallowing in my own bath water, so to speak. But I do enjoy a bath, but I don't really, I'm babbling, but you know what I'm trying to say. So anyway, yeah, have a nice long soak in a bath, or you can just take a really warm or hot shower, depends how you like it, just to relax yourself. The idea is just to completely unwind, untangle, relax. Because in any situation, let's be real, being uptight, full of nerves or being tense, it's just not going to make for a fun time. So you need to chill. And if there's going to be more than just playing around, you know, perhaps you might go for some penetration. It's important that you do feel relaxed. And moreover, you need to fully trust the person that you're about to engage in. So as well as feeling relaxed, trust. You could also try some erotic bits, whether that's some pornos, maybe some audio porn, all these various different things that people like to indulge in that can help you to relax and loosen up your muscles. It might also be useful, actually, when you're with another person, if you're not just exploring by yourself, but if you're with another person, you might want to establish some safe words. Again, I've spoken about the use and the effectiveness of safe words, especially when you're indulging in BDSM. I spoke about that on a previous episode. Uh, and a lot of people that do actually indulge in BDSM go with the traffic light system. And that's because it's simple. It's literally what it says on the packet. Green, yeah, that's good. I'm loving that. Orange, mm, okay. Hmm, you're getting a little bit too close to the edge for me. And red, yeah, okay, stop. Obviously the words you use are entirely your choice. I personally feel that having safe words established can, it can help to make you and your partner feel safe and more in control of the whole situation. The last thing you ever want to do is just plow through sex. Never ever ever feel like you're just doing it for the sake of doing it. You have the right to stop and start whenever. And yeah, pleasure too. Like you have the right to that too. The whole reason why most people engage in sex outside of procreation is for pleasure. So if you're not getting a pleasure, kind of like what you're doing, if that was the aim, do you know what I mean? Another rule, I would kind of throw in if you're gonna, especially if you're going for penetration, anal penetration is lube. Always use lube. Like I'm an advocate for lube anyway, whether that's vaginal penetration, anal penetration, just penetration, even if you're just playing around. I feel like lube just adds this whole different dimension that a lot of people kind of turn their nose up at because they think it means that they can't lubricate downstairs when actually no. Using lube, yeah, all right. For some people, if they can't get quote unquote wet, then they will use lube. 
as an as a necessity. But people that are perfectly fine in that department are more than able to get it wet, get it popping, get that whap going on. They still use lube because it just adds another layer of pleasure. Also, it can prolong things. If you're using condoms, it can protect the condom. There's just so many reasons why using lube is, is a good thing. But if you're gonna go for anal penetration, then the lube itself is good because the anus doesn't lubricate like a vagina would. There's no like juices flowing from that. It just helps to keep things, you know, moist, lets things happen easier. You know, just slap on as much as you need. Don't be shy with it. That's what I would say. And if you are going to try anal penetration, I would suggest, and again, this is just a suggestion, not through personal experience, just a, just a suggestion, maybe start with a finger first. The idea of, uh, if you're a woman, let's just say for argument's sake, the idea of just having a penis right up in your ass might be a bit of a whoa, whoa, whoa moment. So maybe start with a little finger. I know a lot of people enjoy like being fingered in the ass. That's like nothing new. So you could do that. If you're not new to that, then maybe you can explore using like a sex toy, like a butt plug or something see how you get on with that see how that feels but yeah just play around and just sort of see what feels good this will give you a feel for what to expect and again you can control the situation better and more importantly you know your limits you will know okay well if I push it that way a little bit too much that might be a bit uncomfortable or if I do it that way that feels particularly good do you know what I mean you're in control and I would also say being in control and understanding what you like and what you don't like is so crucial because when you're with somebody else it's like you have to kind of factor in what they're doing as well and sometimes excitement can can get the better of people so you might be thinking in your head okay I'm gonna go in I'm gonna do this it's gonna go like this but nine times out of ten it never goes how you kind of plan it so take for example anal you could have been working your finger in a certain way and you're thinking all right cool when it comes to anal this is how I want it to go down because I know how it feels when I do it but this way chances are when he comes with his rock hard dick and he's super excited and you're all in the moment it's probably not gonna move the way you're own finger was doing it so well I guess that kind of moves on to another crucial rule communication you would need to be able to communicate that but even still whilst you're trying to communicate that you want to try and minimize any kind of potential pain do you know what I mean so yeah I think my point was knowing your limits knowing what you like so you can instruct and you know how far to go and yeah just just all of that all of that but really it's just whatever works for you you know whatever you feel comfortable with if you're with someone that you've been with for a while and you know that as soon as you talk they're going to listen then I guess it's fine you don't need to quote unquote practice you know you just get into it but maybe if it's someone new you don't know how they move and all the rest of it yeah knowing yourself is is good I would say knowing yourself is kind of good when it comes to sex just in general it's important that you know yourself which is why I think masturbation is something that should be promoted in a way like obviously in the privacy of your own space like let's not be out here wanking in public but there's nothing wrong with being allowed I say allowed because everybody wants to police everybody else's actions do you know what I mean so let people just figure shit out for themselves let people play with themselves tug pull stroke flick whatever it is so they know how they want their shit so when you are ready to actually take the plunge and go for the anal penetration again I think it'd be crucial that you relax or at least as much as possible. A lot of people say the sensation is somewhat reminiscent of wanting to poo, but it shouldn't hurt. That seems to be the general thing. You feel pressure, but it shouldn't hurt. There shouldn't be like, ow, pain, like, oh my God, I want to cry pain. That's not good. So if it is hurting, that's a good indicator that you're not completely relaxed or perhaps you need more lube. I guess if you assess the situation and realise, okay, I'm now relaxed and I've used more lube, 
and it's still hurting, then I would say abort mission. It really isn't about just being in a place of pain. Sex is about pleasure, not pain, as in pain, pain, unless, you know, that's the aim. I mean, some people work with the whole pleasure pain theory. That's fine. If that's what you're working with, that's what you're aiming for. That's just a different area altogether. You know what I'm saying? If it's that kind of pain where it hurts and it's not a pleasant pain, yes, yeah, stop. If your intention is to work the back end to feel pleasure and all you're getting is pain, maybe you should try it again another time you know maybe your mind wasn't in it maybe there was other things at play so I would always say if it's not working stop try again another time there shouldn't be any pressure on you to continue doing something that doesn't feel right I mean this could be a good opportunity to revisit the whole fingering thing or sex toy thing just to see okay well why did it hurt when he did it or let's let's play around and figure out what we like and yeah so next time I'm ready you know you need to know what you're aiming for if you are doing penetration once the penis is in if you're the giver Word of advice, start small. Remember what you see on pornos is purely for entertainment. So when you see a dude going hammer and tongs straight away, that is not real or it's unlikely to be real or it's real for a very small amount of people. I could bet my last pound in around a thousand people, you may only find one if you're lucky that wants to get a dick slammed into their ass as the first blow. Like seriously, you have to ease it in. You have to work it up. It's like anything. Remember, the anus is a more delicate, sensitive kind of area. So it's not like the vagina, which I guess is made, if you like, to accommodate a penis or being penetrated. So with the anus, you've got to work it. You've got to work it up. I would say err on the side of caution and keep it shallow at first. So when you, you know, manage, want to just play around with the tip just on the inside, you're not putting the whole dick in. If you could see what I'm doing with my hand, you'd be just like, Cheryl, please leave it. I also think it's probably a good time to mention anal is more than just doggy because you're probably, if you're going along with what I'm saying, you might have this vision of someone bent forward in a doggy style position and the person behind like easing the tip in and sort of moving that way. There is this notion that good anal should be in the form of a back shot. Nope. Many enjoy it being delivered in various positions actually, including missionary. If you want that extra bit of intimacy, there's no reason why you can't do it in the missionary position. Again, it's all about what you like. And receivers, don't be shy to let them know what is working for you and what is not. That is like the thread that's running through this. Communication is crucial as it is in all sexual situations. Communication and consent. So the two kind of work in tandem. If you're not happy with something, that means you're not really, well, you're not consenting because you don't want it to be done to you. So you're not consenting for that to occur. So you need to communicate that, especially if you've previously communicated that you consent to proceed with the situation the moment it becomes an uncomfortable situation, then you withdraw your consent. And the only way you can really do that is by communicating it, letting the person know. Once you find your stride, givers, you can double up on the stimulation. So that could involve some clit stim, bit of hand jobs, depends on if you're having anal sex with someone with a vulva or someone with a penis. But imagine it's a bit like, you know, the whole clit stim, vaginal penetration thing that a lot of women often talk about that gets them off. Yeah, it, it, it's like that. And imagine anal penetration and additional stimulation could work quite well here too. Erogenous zones at this point, hello. Tuning into the erogenous zones could be a good look. Getting to grip with some of them could be a thing. Some nipples, the neck, I don't know. Even grabbing at the arse. I don't think, you know, it really is entirely up to you. I want to say go crazy, but only go crazy if the other person's cool with it. Oh, and a quick point. If you have a vagina, no sharesies. When I say no sharesies, what I mean is no jumping from penetration of the anus to penetration of the vagina. That is a no, no, no. Don't do 
that. Don't do that. That's like cross-contamination. That's like mixing beef with prawns, right? You don't do that. That sounded wrong. Beef and prawns. That just sounds so wrong. But that's like mixing raw chicken with pork. Do you know what I mean? The cross-contamination is just, is just, yeah, we're not trying to cross-contaminate. Also, anal orgasms. Yes, they are real. For those born with a prostate, the stimulation of this area known as the peace spot, I want to say the peace spot, it sounds better. That's located roughly two inches up your bum. That can give you an intense, so when I say intense, I mean intense, not that I have a prostate, but apparently the uh, orgasm that you experience once that is stimulated is intense. It is massive. And those born with a vagina, you can experience something similar. It's an anal orgasm, but it's through stimulation of a spot which is roughly five to six inches up in the vagina and is basically stimulated whilst being penetrated from the back. So it's sort of stimulating the vagina, but it's from the back. Now, there is an argument that the a spot, as it's known for women, is part of the clitoris. When you think about the fact that the clitoris is a much bigger organ than one would initially imagine based on what is exposed externally, you can understand that there's a lot popping off on the inside. So if you're being penetrated anally and that's going up, what, what are we saying? Five to six inches up the vagina and stimulating the A spot, that kind of makes sense that it's the clitoris being stimulated, but from the anal angle, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm really using my hand to describe. Maybe this should be visual. Like maybe this should be a visual podcast because then maybe you'll get a better understanding for where I'm at with it all. Honestly, yeah, maybe not. So yeah, that's a whole different conversation. The stimulation of the clit from the anal root. Okay, so let's move it on. As much as some enjoy anal penetration, others just like to play in the area. And to be honest, it makes sense why some enjoy it because that whole area is full of nerve endings, which we all know when nerve endings are touched, teased, and played with, they can result in intense pleasure. Massaging the anal area is enough for some, and analingus is indeed another option. Analingus, you know. Ignore me, I'm just fancy. Analingus is actually the techie term for rimming, which is more colloquially known as eating ass or tossing the salad. It involves all the obvious, you know, licking, sucking, kissing, you know, basically anything that involves someone's mouth and an anus. It seems like a lot more people engage in this. Like there's a lot of talk about it in music and popular culture. Or maybe they always did, but people just didn't admit it. Now we're at a point where we're just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it, I eat ass. It's okay. People are much more open and I guess provided the area is clean, do you. I always say do you. Whatever you want to do, do you. Like don't worry about what I'm doing. <laughs> do you, honestly whatever pleases you. Cleanliness is key here. Not only do you not want to be faced with the prospect of poo in your boat, but also there are some digestive bacteria that pass through the anus that can actually make you sick if you get a mouthful. Like that's real. Really important note here for vagina owners. Now I mentioned before about the cross-contamination thing. That is still a no-no. Like I'm reinforcing the fact that that is a no-no. Whilst pornos and music videos say eat her from the front to the back and you know, back and forth and uh, uh, uh. please be careful with this because troublesome bacteria can spread and we all know that little kitty cat is super sensitive when it comes to foreign germs inside her like did somebody say ph balance but no seriously some bacteria found in the anus can actually cause vaginal infections so tread very carefully what you do sexually and when you do it is entirely your choice obviously but there are some occasions where it might be wise to skip anal and that includes, again, it's still your prerogative, but it would be wise. That includes if you're suffering from diarrhea or constipation, probably not a good look. Excessive gas because of these conditions or other back passage related uh, stuff. If you have hemorrhoids, maybe stay clear. And if you have any bleeding in the area, yeah, 
let it go. Also, digestive infections, don't do it. As mentioned before, bacteria can be easily passed on and can result in sickness. And again, that's not what we're trying to achieve here. We just wanna have some fun. As with any kind of sex, protection is a must to avoid the transmission of STIs. And yes, when it comes to anal bits, that applies here too, big time. Condoms for penetration and dental dams for oral sex are two options. And actually, did you know? A regular condom can be modified to be used as a dental dam. I mean, you can literally just have like an art attack and make one. All you have to do is cut the tip of the condom cut across just above the rim and then cut down one side open it up and you can just lay it across like across the anus flat and proceed with your oral onslaught sounds like a plan for some oh and another point about condoms if you're using them for penetration make sure you fling on a clean one if you're changing holes so again going back to that whole anus to vagina thing back off that condom fling on a new one before you're entering a brand new hole you know what i just want to say Please remember, never ever feel that you're compromising someone else's pleasure or being inconvenient because you want to use protection. Like I think a lot of people still have this thing in their head that if they call for like a condom to be brought into the mix when things are getting heated, they're gonna kill the mood. Well, hello, what would you rather? Kill the mood and prevent STIs, potential pregnancies and other issues down the line or make it sexy, make it fun, even a little bit of dance about it, but just get that condom on. I know which one I would pick. You can both receive maximum pleasure and be happy in the knowing that you're doing so in the safest way possible. Let me just add really quickly, anal sex does have some benefits because it's sex after all. As with most sexual activity, anal sex can build a stronger immune system, provide headache relief, help you sleep better, lower the risk of heart attacks and strokes, plus it can boost your overall mood. Also, if you're a prostate owner, the stimulation of the prostate could help prevent erectile dysfunction and painful ejaculation. And actually, if you have an orgasm whilst being anally played with, the usual benefits of orgasm, such as stress relief and improved circulation, they're all there for the taking too. There's a lot to gain from it, if you're into it. So yeah, that's a lot about anal. And no, I was in no way trying to convince anyone to get involved but rather as i said i was just giving you some facts on what it's all about the bottom line is anal sex can be enjoyed by consenting adults and that's okay be prepared to take things slow communicate and just enjoy just enjoy whatever you're doing however you're doing it just enjoy and yeah i guess that's pretty much it if you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to check out all my previous episodes you can find me on the socials i'm on instagram and twitter at cheryl's world s-h-e-r-r-y-l-s world i'm also on tiktok too same handle cheryl's world s-h-e-r-r-y-l-s world you can also check out my website that just sounds so wrong uh, cheryl's world.com and yeah i'll catch you back next time take care